Welcome to the Assistance Together podcast. My name is Henrietta Barker and I started the podcast at the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic. There was a huge shift for assistance in every aspect of their work and life and I wanted to make a space where you could have access to some of the most experienced trainers, and leaders in our assistant community, as well as hearing other assistants' experience of what it was like working during this time. This podcast is one of the most fun things I've ever done. It's been so great to get to know some of you, and I am excited about sharing many more episodes over the next few months. Don't forget to rate and review so that other people can find it easily and make sure you follow us on social. We are just about everywhere, so come and say hello. I can't wait to hear from you. Thank you for listening. Instagram handle the unemployed assistant I knew I needed to know more Jeff Marchand is an executive assistant in a fortune 100 company and when he started his Instagram account he'd just been through a professional breakup he'd been hired for a role and it just didn't work out and while we all know that this happens it doesn't take away from the fact that there's often a sense of disappointment loss and uncertainty that naturally comes with a situation like this. Jeff went through a period of self-reflection, interviews, and he discovered a world of assistants who wanted to connect through social media. Let's dive straight in. And the black dog is actually a rescue dog that I had as a puppy. And he is my my day one. He has been my awesome emotional support um, and my confidence. So um, I like I will start crying if I start talking about him. But he is just the love of my life. I mean, he goes above David, <laughs> and David knows that. I make sure he remembers that Maddox is my day one. Regardless, I got Maddox three years in our relationship. <laughs> Maddox sleeps under your desk, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, he sleeps under my desk. He's not here now, but normally he's he's the only one I allow in my office. <laughs> yeah. Special dispensation. He yeah, is he allowed does, here. I would forget he's there. And it, w- it wouldn't be till once I move, get up, he will get up. And I was, oh, shoot, like, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. You're never alone when you've got pets, right? Mm-mm, yeah. Never alone. My cats follow me around all the time. Oh yeah, I love cats. They're endlessly here. So <laughs> I'm so grateful that you're on the podcast today. This is so fun. I'm really excited to talk to you about what you've been up to. I was so glad to connect with you. It is exciting. You are the unemployed assistant. Welcome. Thank you. Excited to be here. It's brill. It's brill. Tell me, how did you come up with the name? What happened that led you to your Instagram account that's the unemployed assistant? Because when I saw it, I was like, hold on. I need to know who this is. I like this already. When I saw the name, I thought, this is this is fun. This is kind of out there. This is cool. I want to know who it is. Well, it, it's, a, it's a great, it's, I don't think it's a great story, but I think it's a story um, that every assistant needs to know or anybody really is 
I was an assistant for a CEO. And at my 90 days, I felt that we were just not connecting on the same level. And when the 90 days happened, I had just come back from the UK, visiting Scotland and, and London. And we had a meeting on that Monday and she said, I don't think it's working. And I said, with a huge breath of relief, I don't think so either. Mm. And we made that mutual decision to break up. I don't know how she felt after, you know, being a CEO, I'm pretty sure she just moved on. But I was heartbroken only because, not because we broke up, but because I wished it worked. Mm. You know, you've done all you've, you can, you've worked so hard, all the late nights, all the early mornings. You, you, you worked so hard. So I was heartbroken for a little bit, but then with amazing friends, this phrase just kept coming up, the unemployed assistant, unemployed assistant. And it just kept going and kept coming back to me. And I said, you know what? I'm just gonna go ahead and start a social media on Instagram and Twitter, which I don't use Twitter. If you're gonna try and find anything there, I haven't posted one thing. Um, <laughs> but on Instagram, you'll find a lot of posts. Um, and I said, let me just start there and just start posting things and, and connect with other executive assistants because by then I was already listening to so many podcasts as well, get, getting myself acquainted and such a great um, uh, thing to listen to while working. So, and then right when that happened, I felt so much better about posting, about knowing about other executive assistants and it just got better um, from there, but it came from a breakup, <laughs> a professional breakup. <laughs> It's so heartbreaking when things don't work out because of the investment that I think that's how I view things that mm -hmm. you've invested a lot. You want it to be good. Your intention is so good. And then if it doesn't, the kind of the pain comes from the fact that you've tried and it didn't work. But mm -hmm. it's brave to move on at that stage rather than hold on to it because it doesn't it, it rarely gets better. If it's not working, then it's better to cut ties, isn't it? As soon as you can. Absolutely. And I, and I believe that that's where like, you need to understand, you need to protect yourself. You need to think about yourself. Like, do you want to continue this hardship? Do you want, regardless if she, if she says this isn't working and you come back, if I was to say, but I want it to work, please give me one more chance. But I felt at that point after coming back from my honeymoon, I was just like, you know what, with a clear mind and a clear sense, I'm not going to waste my time here. Mm. So I'm going to move on as well. And, and I think through the, through that month and a half or two months before I found uh, another, another employee, employer, I was going through that heartbreak that morning, you know, that <laughs> you're, you're just eating junk food, eating ice cream, morning, drinking bottles of wine and it was um and I'm not gonna lie I was drinking like almost like a bottle maybe half a bottle of wine and my husband kind of looked at me and he's like honey are you okay I'm like yeah I'm fine I'm great I'm fine now <laughs> it's, it's important to acknowledge your feelings around it though too that those are not easy transitions whether we look back at it in retrospect you know that lovely brilliance of 2020 when you look back on something when you're in it, it hurts and even if it isn't 
directly a rejection it can feel like one you know even mm. if it's mutual it still can feel like it's a rejection of some kind so I totally understand the ice cream and the wine I mean <laughs> and, I and look the, the and what came out of it with the um from the Instagram um the employees who said is is great connections with so many executive assistants and 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 I love that. I felt like that was the start of my healing, you know, mm -hmm. and I got that I got to connect with uh, so many great, uh, so many great uh, people all around the world, not just the U.S., right? So I'm talking about all around the world, uh, from Joy to Lauren, Lauren Bradley, who you've interviewed, um, wonderful person named Becca, who's um, publicly relating me. So oh, great, great people. I could keep listing so many more people. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like it opened up a network for you. And that's something that a lot of people have spoken about really openly that this year their kind of network has broadened. In some senses, the geographical um, boundaries that have been in place, maybe with networking groups and that kind of thing, they seem to have been smashed down a little bit. And I'm all for that. I think it's great. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I've never had and moving forward from from Instagram to LinkedIn, I've never my connections have grown insanely since then, and and within within the year that it's been, um, that I was like, oh my gosh, I started with like I think a hundred connections. Now I'm over like five hundred. Wow. Probably ninety percent, ninety percent of them are executive assistants, which is great. And seeing their posts and sharing and 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 agreeing with them and, and having a discussion with them even is is amazing because I, I would have never had thought that I would have had the had had those discussions. Yeah and it's shared shared resources, right? It's about uh, about being able to collaborate with people and the more people you know, the easier it is to do that. But you've obviously honed a very successful network of assistants. Thank you. You so got much. it sorted. <clears throat> you got it sorted. And so I really want, I wanted to find out from you how you, how you kind of became an executive assistant. I know this, I don't want it to be too interview, you know, like a job interview, yeah. but I can't, I really, I'm always fascinated because I fell into my job totally and I didn't really know what I was doing when I accepted the job years ago. And then I soon found out what I was going to be doing when I was employed <laughs> and I had to really hit the ground running. It was stressful. Yeah, and I started my own business and stuff, but I'm always fascinated by how people find themselves in the situations that they are, in the jobs that they are, because it seems to me like there's always quite a lot of serendipity around how you find the job that you want to, unless of course you're really lucky yeah. and you know from when you're like four that you want to be a doctor or a vet or, mm -hmm. you know, there's always some life events that are usually quite cool around how people find out what they really love doing. So that's yeah. why I'm putting you on the spot with this question. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love, I, and, and it's so funny because I was just looking at my resume the other day because because I haven't looked at it since I started this uh, review company that I'm in. And to, to see the growth that I've been through, is, it's, it's amazing. It was an amazing journey and everything that happened in between. So my first administrative job, and I do consider this as an administrative uh, uh, position. I was a receptionist for, the for a modeling and acting agency. Mm, fun. 
And that, that was really fun because you are multitasking to, to the max, to the answering multiple lines, answering uh, multiple emails, your executive's email, uh, the, the owner's email, actually, the agent. Mm -hmm. um, I was helping her with her email. Then, of course, my emails, which were mainly used, and then also the marketing email, which um, you were trying to help sort out. So on top of that, you have, I think there, I believe there were, if I remember correctly, three or four lines that I had to answer. So the phones were going, weekends were the worst, and phones were going off and off and off. And um, I, so that was my first technical administrative uh, job. And then as a receptionist, uh, being a receptionist, and then I had to leave that company because it started to become very toxic in a, in, in, a, in a way that even on my days off, I'd find myself going there sure. because she needed something or the employee that was supposed to be there didn't show up. And mm -hmm. so I had to leave there. And I finally landed a, a, a real administrative, I wouldn't say real, a solid administrative job with a team of five of us. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing. I had an amazing um, manager. Uh, director of administration and um, and the five of us we work so great together the receptionist is one of the five as well and we all knew how to do each other's job the receptionist job knew how to do our job we knew how to do the receptionist job regardless we were in two different areas so that was a great two and a half years with those lovely um, ladies mm -hmm. and then when that company closed uh, a, a friend and colleague of mine, well, just as it was starting to close, reached out to me and said, hey, I heard about your situation. Would love to know if you're interested uh, in applying for the executive assistant role in my company. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, great. Who is it for? Who is this, who's the executive? Um, you know, all, all the questions, what is the pay? What is the benefits? And I submitted my resume to him and I think it was one of the best interviews I've ever had with okay. any of the executive assistant roles uh, that I've interviewed for. And, I, and it was at a restaurant with wine <laughs> and flatbread. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds pretty good already. I mean, yeah. you're top trumping someone, are you? It's like, I've got wine, not a cup of tea. And I've got flatbread, <laughs> not a biscuit. I'm in a restaurant. It wasn't even the office. Like, I don't even know where this location was. <laughs> brilliant yeah and I and that to me nobody has trumped that interview uh, especially uh, in the world now I don't think it, it can happen ever you relaxed yeah it was amazing it was a, it, we were and, it, and the interview felt like now like we're having a conversation and I still keep in contact with him today and I still remind him how your interview with me, um, or my interview with you, whatever, it, it was the best. It was amazing. And we were there for three hours just talking. Really? Yeah. We were there from like, once I got off, <clears throat> excuse me, to, to like, I, I, I think, I believe it was two or three hours. And then he even said, can you please order food for David, my husband? And I'm like, I'm like, what? This, this, this has never happened. I've never expected this to happen. So I was kind of like, wow, like I was starting to think all executive assistants get interviewed like this, but it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Just putting it out there, it is not true, y'all. <laughs> 
Um, There's maybe so, a couple at home shaking their heads right now. Like, I didn't get yeah. it. Like that. <laughs> the ones I know are probably like, wow, I need to, I need to up my game on this. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so it was the best interview I've ever had with him. And he's still one of the, I, I appreciate him for also hiring me. So good. Yeah. So the unemployed assistant, I'm going to take a little detour back because yeah. once you left that role and you went through this period of, of mourning the loss of that role, how did you decide to get yourself back out there, getting on with what you wanted to do to take charge of your career again? What did it feel like to do that? It's it's not always easy, is it, to kind of take those steps when you're feeling down about circumstances? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Yeah, it was it was difficult trying to get back get back in the market, um, revamp your resume. How how the and the decision whether to put it on your resume or not um, yes. for for um, employers to see. And what was terrible um, during that time was. I had, you know, my uh, a couple of colleagues who I totally disconnect with by now. I have totally disconnected with by now. I had even cut the scar a little bit deeper and said, "Well, what did you do wrong?" And I'm like, "Oh, oh, oh, my scar just oh, reopened." Yeah. So since then, I've disconnected and distanced myself from that because you don't need that kind of energy in your life. Um, but I think just talking about it, talking about it to the, the good people around you, yeah, the people who are supporting you, who don't care what happened, but want you to get back on your feet, want you to be the happy Jeff that you are, the person that they know that you are. And I have to thank the people close to me, um, my husband, of course, and people that I've connected with through, um, through the unemployed assistant, Instagram, it, that emotional support, regardless where it's coming from or whatever country you're in, virtually, personally, that support really helped me get back, like get your mojo back, <laughs> get your mojo yeah. levels back. Yeah. And I have to also thank one of my friends who are, I, I, I'm going to give a shout out to her name is Sarah. And she knows, she knows, uh, she will know who um, I'm talking about, which Sarah it is. And she really kept pushing me and pushing me and throwing. She's a recruiter here in Orlando and she kept throwing jobs at me. Even though if it was an executive assistant job, it was a job that she knew me personally and professionally that I could do. Mm-hmm. What about this? What about this? And she just kept throwing at me. And it was, it was like, she was like trying to say, hey, look at the positive side. There's jobs out there. Yeah. There's jobs out there that you can do. You don't need to just be an executive assistant, but I need you to look at the positive side and 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 that's what I needed and it was awesome yeah that 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 sort of support really really helped me come back that's gorgeous she sounds great because you need you do often really need someone just to be like come on you need to do this now like it's it's difficult balance with friends like you have to be close but in my experience they're kind of the rejection is usually a very good redirection or even protection. And I don't always talk in rhymes, but I, <laughs> I do think it, I think it always is. And 
you know, from from working with so many people over the years who've wanted particular jobs and have been very disappointed when they haven't either got the job that they've wanted or the one that they did want didn't work out. You know, I think I can get, I don't know, it, not not in a negative way, but I, I'm used to that happening to people because that's what I'm exposed to a lot in terms of work, right? Yeah. But for every individual that goes through it, it feels so personal and uncomfortable. But I know that there have been so many instances where people have wanted a job so badly. And I knew that they would not really like it once they were in there. It wouldn't be the right thing long term. Yeah. And none of us can know this, but I always like to think that you're protected by the rejection rather than the other way around. I, I, I agree with you there. And it, it, it's so it's so great that you said that because, you know, while I was applying and and, and interviewing, yeah, I had so many rejections. And, but then again, I, I was like, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. And I'm gonna keep applying and, and, and see where, where, where it can take, what, what's the, what door is actually the door I'm supposed to go through, you know? There's always one. That's my yeah. opinion. There's always one that is the right one. Absolutely. And you kind of know when you find it. Yeah, and and this happened, right? It had it was this the the job, the company that I'm part of now that hired me. It was a company that I didn't even I don't even remember applying for, and I even told my executive this like <laughs> I don't even re remember applying for this company. And the recruiter um, e emailed me and says, "Hey, we received your application. It's been a while. We took it off the market, and now we're back." And we would love to we, we would love to interview and that's when it all happened it just went so fast then. Yeah. and and I, I remember telling you that I was not and this was during my furlough right now we're moving forward it was during my furlough for the job I was technically hired for um, after the breakup and all that great stuff and and she so I did the, the pre-interview and then I got through to the re real interview. <laughs> with a real <laughs> recruiter. And then I finally made it to the, uh, my executive's HR partner. Now, before I go too far with that, I just wanna let you know that I had no motivation to do this mm. interview. I had, and, and going back to what you said, I was, it was because I was protecting myself. I, yeah. I went through the rejections. I, I didn't have high expectations. I interviewed, and don't get me wrong, I interviewed the best I could. Yeah. But men mentally, and, and because I was holding up my guard, I was expecting rejection. Mm. I was expecting that. I was expecting the disappointment already. So I was already going through those emotions. So when I finally made it to um, his uh, HR partner and interviewed with her, I felt great you know, she's a great person. I think I could definitely work with her. She's, she's one of the main team members of, of, of his. And so when I, a day later, I got a call that I made it to the final interview and I laughed yeah. at myself and I said, I'm so sorry, what? And, and um, because I already went through the emotions of being rejected, I, re I really did. And so when it was finally time to interview with my executive, 
from the very first topic of the very first hello, I was prematurely in love already with, uh, with my executive, not saying that emotionally, but as a leader, yeah. you know, as, as to a person, not emotionally, but as a leader mm. from, from the way he even said hello was very casual, was so easy, so natural. And I was like, wow, that's, that's pretty great. And then as the conversations went on, it wasn't even about my experiences. It was like, who are you? What kind of person are you? And what is your style? And he didn't ask about my previous um, positions as an executive assistant up until the end. And by then I was just naturally talking about it. And so and with the questions that he was asking, it was naturally coming out already. So he already, I was already telling him my experiences without even him asking about it. Yeah, totally. That's my yeah. favorite kind of interview style, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and for my work. Look at us now. Yeah. Yeah, for, for, always for my work. Because you do, you, you allow people to talk and then you can hear what they're trying to tell you. The formulaic interview questions are, oh, they're, they're pretty dreary, aren't they? Yeah, they, they are. And I think that's why he was very easy, just easy to talk to. And so today, he's still the same person that I, that interviewed me yeah. uh, back in May. Um, I'm sorry, back in the end of April. And I was like mind blown. And then when I, when I got the offer letter, I was even more mind blown. <laughs> and let me go back. But it wasn't till, it wasn't till I wanted, it wasn't till that interview that I wanted this job. So my feelings completely did a, you know, a 180, one, three, six, however you want to say it. But all of a sudden I wanted this job. I, I wanted this job. I wanted to be his assistant and I'm passionate now. So my feelings of rejection and disappointment would be even more now that I wouldn't be prepared yeah. if I didn't get this job. <laughs> and so, I know. But I you did a good job. Yeah, I'm sorry. You did a good job of protecting oh, thank you. yourself. No, I mean, of protecting yeah. yourself too, right? Because it's, it is self-protection, but you know, I don't think as an assistant, you can ever tell if you want a job until you meet the person you're going to be supporting. Mm -hmm. Everything before that is hypothetical. I mean. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. And I was very, I, I was very open to him about it because we asked each other the, on the very first day we had a, the very first day of my job, uh, my one-on-one -on -one with him was an hour and it wasn't even regarding, um, yeah, I mean, yes, we got through the technical stuff and all that great stuff, but the very first thing he asked was, how did you feel when you were offered the position? And I was very honest with him because that's how you should be. I, you should start that relationship very honest. And, and, and I told him it wasn't until I spoke to him that I really wanted the job. All the pre-interviews, I was setting up myself for the disappointment. And he was like, he was like, are you serious? Why would you do that to yourself? That is not the person that I hired and, and you hit that really well. And so um, it was great, but he was excited as well. He was, he was like, I, I love your background. I love that you have, um, uh, uh, he was in the military and um, my tennis and volleyball coach were both in the military. So having that structure, <laughs> that military kind of like structure being told and how to, how to do it, it it's like he's speaking the same language as I am or as my coaches are. So yeah. I'm so used to it. And he loved that part, one of the things he loved and, and all of my other experiences. So yeah, so that's what he was honest about. And 
why he hired me and all that great stuff. <laughs> That's so fun to hear. It's a real success story, like out yeah. of that disappointment was um, even better than you could have imagined opportunity. And sometimes that we just don't know, do we? Yeah, yeah, it's, it, that's true. And um, it was an opportunity that I just, I could not say no to. And it was, it was like all those doors that really closed and then opened again. And then the furlough happened, closed real quick. <laughs> and this, and this, this, as if it was just like, hey, I'm here, right here. I'm, I'm ready to open up this door. And um, so, yeah, so when an opportunity rose, it, it's funny. I, I don't know how to explain it because I was, like I was saying, I was setting myself up, self, my guard up. And now I can say, okay, great. I'm here now. You can relax. Yeah. <laughs> you can relax. I'm here for you kind of deal. You landed, you landed the perfect position for yourself. Yeah, you can enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's what I've been living on. I've been living on that and enjoying this job like I did with my with my um the 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 ones that I did enjoy, the, the two executives I previously supported, I did enjoy, not including the third one that I broke up with. So <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, so I finally am back to somebody that or even a company itself mm -hmm. that I enjoy thoroughly. And I think that that kind of working relationship is what every assistant aspires to and mm -hmm. and wants for themselves and for somebody else. That's how I feel that when people say, <clears throat> you know, I want a change or this or that, and they talk to me about what they want. Sometimes I think it really is just a connection of working with someone that they want they want to feel that what they're doing is really adding that value and being the person that they can be the best that they can be. Yeah. I think most assistants that I know are incredibly aspirational, even if they don't talk about it in those terms. Oh, absolutely. hundred percent agree with you. <laughs> totally. I love it. I love it. And so the thing is, right. It's because you, you haven't mentioned yet to everybody, but during the lockdown, you also set up a little side hustle. I did. <laughs> Um, so I set up a little side hustle just because I wanted my creative side of, uh, to come out, to be, uh, to just be out there. And it, the, the, my side hustle is selling shirts and stickers on Etsy and it's called Dog Dad's Creations. And, um, it's because I have currently four dogs, <laughs> soon to be, <laughs> soon to be seven, um, and, if everybody's wondering why, <laughs> it's because my husband is a golden retriever breeder, uh, and um, and so we're we're uh, that's where it came from. We love dogs. I mean, we love animals in general. Yeah, we love dogs, and so the name Dog Dad's Creation is actually uh, basically two dads and, and many dogs. <laughs> um, so so I started off with stickers. You know, uh, making sticker vinyl stickers uh, for dog lovers. A lot of a lot of the stickers were made for uh, before the before the store popped up. Were, were for friends, family that actually bought stickers for me or wanted wanted to something to put on their car to make them super cute. Wanted to represent something they love, and it was awesome. And then it 
progress to, hey, you know, can you make can you make the sticker into a shirt? Yeah. Kind of deal? And I said, I'll take on that challenge. And Love so it. I did my research, watched so many YouTube videos, TikToks, Instagram, all platforms, trying to find instructional videos. And I finally started experimenting and I was, and I've been hooked since. And although my shop doesn't show a lot of what I've done, if you go to my Instagram, it shows a lot what I've done yes. and what I've sold. And I think, yeah, we were talking about that. So yeah, so that's how it started during, during, um, during the pandemic uh, that that side hustle happened and it's only growing even more. I love that you did something creative and different. Because I, th I feel like sometimes, you know, there are different parts of who we are, aren't there, that we don't necessarily sort of tap into or express, or sometimes we don't even know that they're there, really, that we're any good at anything yeah. until we start doing it. And yeah. it's so lovely. I love I love the T-shirts. Everybody, can you go and have a look? The, the details will be in the show notes, but you've got to go and have a look. The T-shirts are awesome. And there's only, and it's only going to, it's only going to improve even more now that I have organized my my mindset in terms of like okay working from home um very busy and then yeah. doing this side hustle and the reason why I say that is um because I don't think we, we spoke about this but recently I, I I went to San Diego to visit my baby sister and mm -hmm. on the very last day I got to connect with a childhood friend of mine um, and my baby sister doesn't remember her because she was still a total infant when she was coming over and hanging out with us. It was a high school friend that yeah. my older sister and I had that came over a lot. Anyway, I got to connect with her after not connecting for five years. And she was, she's, she's in marketing. Um, she's like in product development. And, and she says, Jeff, I really wanted to improve your store. And I'm just going to help you as a friend. And mm -hmm as you know whatever services you need I'm here to help you and I was like in shock like I'm so like wait what I like I was never even thinking about it and we got to talk about like the logistics of it of, of, yeah. of owning a store of marketing of of sales of product of how to make your product look so amazing um, and trying to get the message through of what you're trying to sell and that really inspired me to improve my shop and 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 she wasn't pushing anything at all. It was just yeah. ideas that actually made sense to, uh, to make it more marketable, to, to reach out to the audience that you want to reach. And I, if you do reach, if, you, if anybody does go to my Instagram for Dog Dad's Creations, you will see a video that I am in the process of rebranding um, Dog Dad's Creations. And it, I have a lot of amazing things. Um, and I'm, what I'm very proud of is I bought a sewing machine. <laughs> and wow, you're a better person than I am. <laughs> I have bad memories of those from school. <laughs> yeah, home economics. Uh, oh, that's, that's what we call it here. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be part of the some of the new products that I will be launching in 2021. And I'm really, really excited to launch um, all of these ideas, shirts, dog accessories, uh, it doesn't need to be dogs. I mean, you could put it on your cat. Your, if you have a llama, put it on your llama. I mean, it's going to fit. <laughs> I think it's so great to tap into that. And I think that having the guts to do it is gorgeous because you had this, you had someone that 
approached you and wanted to help you and right. how lovely out of the blue that you saw her after all these years and then she was like I could give you some ideas about what you could do that's so great and and, and and what's great is that her experience is amazing she's been doing it for years I can't tell you how many years but I I've seen her work and um, I think I think she could I could I could benefit from it and she could really uh just the way she even spoke to me about it, it, it and approached me about it after catching up she she was like I want to help you if you want this help it's fully up to you mm-hmm. but I'm here for you kind of deal I want you to improve because I know I know I know what you're trying to get across I understand it but I think you can definitely improve it and I <laughs> love that because she doesn't want to change anything no. she doesn't want to change anything she wants to improve it if anything and so I'm like I fell in love with that because every other marketing or product development person's like I think you should go for a different aspect or a different market I'm just like listen I don't want to do that that's not no. what <laughs> that's not what it's after it's what you, yeah. want, to do, what you want to do right you don't want to change yeah. the whole thing <laughs> yeah I want to commit I want to commit to what I was trying to get across and and another purpose uh, for rebranding and just changing and committing to, to the products that I want to do is because I felt like in the crafting world, especially being new to it, there's so many avenues of crafting. Yeah. It's just not shirts and vinyl stickers. It's a lot more. It's making dresses, making scarves, making um, so many things that I can't even name because it's just going through my head. Keychains, ornaments wreaths at this time yeah. of year. it's insane this this different world that I never knew existed is I have access to so <laughs> but so 2020 has been a really challenging but incredibly transformational year for you yeah yeah now that we're talking about it it's very it's the most transformational year that I've had yeah <laughs> I'm Nobody sees me now, but I'm looking up in the sky and I'm like, wow, I didn't even think about it. But yeah, it, it, it Sorry, is. I put yeah. it right out there. <laughs> Sugar coat either. But I think, I suppose, um, in many ways, it's been really difficult for a lot of people this year. And I'm sure many people can relate to what you're saying and the, some of the similar experiences. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when things go wrong, I'm quote unquote wrong uh-huh. yeah. in our mind, it can really open up some interesting avenues where you can explore other areas that are interesting to you, which is really what you did. And it just, it sounded when you were talking about it, it sounded like a, a fantastic time where you've taken on a new job, you've taken on a new project. I can see the sewing machine in the background. <laughs> it hurts my fingers just to look at it. <laughs> I promise I hasn't hurt me yet but uh, I've heard stories (laughs) oh oh, yeah (laughs) this sounds so it sounds really so positive that you've taken so many difficult situations that have been in front of you and you've understood certain things about yourself and friendships and and then move forward with different ideas and had the had the ideas to do it but also that you followed through not only with your brand and your Etsy shop and 
but also with the unemployed assistant you've taken that and made these connections so it seems like when you're saying it there was a lot that's changed yeah yeah a lot has changed you're right and I wanted to I want I want to rewind because now I'm thinking about the the past year <laughs> I want to rewind like after the month about a a little bit close to two months and, and, and finally obtaining a, a, a an employment, I I knew another emotion came through, right? Another I knew when I took on this job as an executive assistant, I knew that it was going to be temporary. That, those were one of the emotions I've never experienced as like knowing that this job that you just took on, you what you thought it was going to be, and interviewed for versus what it actually is when you started. I, from the very first week that I started on that job, I knew that this job was going to be temporary because it just wasn't the same level that I was used to as an assistant sure. um, in terms of helping with reports, helping with presentations, um, course, uh, distributing correspondence, meetings, invites. Uh, you know, I felt like they were just the, the, the two executives that I was supporting were, were super independent and didn't, didn't, I felt like they didn't really need an assistant. Like, okay, I'm just sitting here at my desk. Like, what am I doing? It wasn't that, and that was from the first week that I, uh-huh. I know, and, and it's crazy, right? It was that first week that I felt this is, this is going to be temporary and I know it. And, um, and sure enough, uh, it was. It was right when I was furloughed. I, it confirmed all of the all of the emotions and, and things that I thought of of everything. Um, and one of the things that I was so disappointed at in, in in that position was that they would give me a project to do, like, hey, we need to find better cleaners for or janitorial services for the for for our office. Can you please. Um, can you please bring in three three people that we could three companies that we could? Um, I want you to interview them, get all the pricing quotes, and then come back to me and with with all the information that I that we need. So I did that. I brought in actually five, but I only took in three quotes, yeah. three best quotes, and presented it to them. The two executives that would be making this 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 is, and you know what happened, and and that really disappointed me. It sat on their desk for two months without in the same area, the same place probably shifted to the side. And then at some point I went into, you know, organize their desk and just clean it up a little bit. And I found it under this huge stack of books, like never open. And, and these this company, these companies put such a pretty presentation for them together, what they do and, and so easy to read. It's like so many pictures and like, like, <laughs> like my time was just wasted and they never opened it you know what ended up happening happening they went in and went ahead and hired the clean the, the people that clean their homes really not even somebody that I ever interviewed or talked to or uh, and I'm like and I thought oh my gosh I took on this project I was so proud of it I got all these quotes exactly what they wanted they put it in something pretty or I put I put it in something pretty and 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 it just was never open. And the reason why I know it was never open, one executive had it again under a pile of books and, and notes and folders, and um, the other executive had it 
shifted to a to a side of his that her desk that she I know she never reads things like that once yeah. it's there it's junk pile and I go into their office every morning before they come in and straighten out their desk so that's why I know that they they've do. never opened it yeah did you think that was a sign that confirmed a lot of things right mm -hmm. and I you know because you're you're proud. You're proud when when they give you when you're given a project and you you feel like you executed it beautifully and perfectly and how your executive wanted 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 yeah. it. You, that disappointment, you know, but that disappointment confirmed everything I said the first week on the role uh, that this this is going to be temporary. And so you knew. I'm sorry. You knew already. Yeah, that, that, that defense. Product. Like yeah. you were talking about, that defense was up already. Yeah, I was already. I went through the emotions of 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 disappointment already. It's so it's fascinating, isn't it? Because it, it's, I find it really interesting to talk with you about it. There aren't many people who've been able to articulate what that feels like in a job to me in such a clear way because. There's a, an understanding somewhere, you know, that something's wrong or that it won't fulfill you longer term or that just the way that people are working just doesn't fit with your values about how you like to work. There's, there's so many variables as an assistant going into any kind of job that it's quite actually quite tough to match all of those expectations from yeah. both sides. And so it, it, it seems really clear to me that you have very good you could call it you know intuition you could say that you listen to your gut but that you had such a great understanding and expectation of what was happening for you without anyone verbalizing anything you could see clearly how it made you feel yeah I'm glad you said that I'm glad you pointed that out because uh I think intuition is kind of uh, a hidden talent uh, I feel like like something I de I developed through the years of not not through through from I feel like I I've had it since I, since in middle school to now that that intuition just kept developing developing like what now now I'm like looking at it okay if I do it this way how would the people my audience that I'm that I'm giving it to how are, what's their reaction if I do it this way what is their reaction if I do it this way I'm looking at different avenues. Of, of, of how my audience or who's going to see this assignment yeah. going to react. And I want the best reaction. I want the reaction where all of them are pleased or whoever I'm giving this to is going to be pleased. And you have to think of it that way because, or that's how I feel like I, I, I want to prepare myself. And if there's no other avenue other than uh, no other path or that other than they're going to be disappointed with this decision and how I made it, but this is just the facts. Yeah. You know, if they understand that this is just the facts, great. Now, how can we improve? How can we, if all you're going to deliver, you know you're going to deliver disappointing news. What are the, what are some ways we can make this actually work? How can we turn this around and make this into a positive and 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 again, that's intuition. Like I'm already going through that. I'm mentally going through that process already. And 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 it's 
and it sucks in your personal relationships, guys, girls. It sucks in your personal, it happens in not just professionally, but in your personal relationship. It took my husband a second to realize what I was doing. He always will ask me, how do you know that's going to happen? And I said, I don't know it's going to happen, but it's a possibility that it will happen. And, yeah. and he's like, he's like, what's your, because he comes from corporate America. And he's like, what is your percentage that it's going to happen? Are you really going to ask me in our relationship what percentage this is actually going to happen? <laughs> and, he, no, and, I, <laughs> and we're laughing because we're laughing at me. And I said, and I said, well, I ran this, this scenario in three, four, five different ways. And this particular scenario, knowing who our audience, <laughs> our friends yeah. Yeah. are that that we're going to be saying this to or doing this to. There's going to be a probability of a 70% that they're going to react this particular yeah. way. <laughs> I love that again, you're saying this. I love you saying it because I have the I have I do exactly the same thing. Yeah. I can't help it. It's I don't even try. And like yeah, my family, natural, right? <laughs> oh God, she's at it again. You know, yeah. I'm like, no, that's not a good idea. <laughs> one wrong, it's, it, and it takes one wrong move, right? One wrong move or one wrong word or phrase that, yeah. oh shoot, it's about to go down that one direction that I knew what was going to happen. And now it's <laughs> on its way. It's halfway there. Don't, don't stop. Keep going, honey. Keep going. <laughs> but the thing I think about most assistants, most people, is that they want to do their best. They want things to work out well. And they want to, they want things to be good. People on the whole, the vast majority of people want to enjoy their job. They want to do a good job mm -hmm. and they want people to be pleased with what they're doing. Nobody really turns up to work and goes, you know what? I really want to mess this up today. Yeah, That's yeah. going to be fun. <laughs> but I, I, exactly. I feel, but I, I feel like for assistance, there's a, connection when you're working with someone that's required for it to go really really well and it seems to me like with your the person that you're supporting at the moment that you have a, an ability to communicate well mm -hmm. in in whatever form works and it's you know that it you felt that there's something about the the way that your current um principal whatever terminology you want to use but they he he communicates in a way that you feel confident and comfortable with and do you feel like in jobs that you've had before that you've really had to hone your communication skills? Is that something that you've had to work on? You know, how to present information. If you're the kind of person that thinks three, four, five steps ahead, mm -hmm. that means that you're good at working out how to deliver stuff, I feel like, too. Well, <laughs> it's when there's a good, there's a bad, right? And with that, with that said, my anxiety sometimes that I my anxiety builds up when that when right. when my brain starts functioning at uh, twenty times speed, right? Trying to get through all these different scenarios, and sometimes that causes a block. And my my um, I'll take you to for example, executive one, my first executive I was <laughs> uh, who, who who he's the one that interviewed me in, a, in an amazing restaurant. Yeah, um, he he was so patient with me, and very. I was his first executive assistant. This is first his first executive role 
as the CIO. And he was so patient with me and the way I communicated and, and, and he was open to it. He loved it. He loved that uh, I, I communicated with him, but he wanted, but then he says, I just need you to slow down just a little bit. Let's take a breather. So every time we had our one-on-one, -on -one, every afternoon, our, our deep, we decompressed uh, the day. He, we, we just sit and we're just breathing and we're just finishing up whatever we were working on. And then once I could, he, he, I feel like it was every time I stopped typing or I closed my laptop and I had my notepad ready and I felt like he said, he felt like he felt that I was ready to just talk and talk about the day and decompress. And my way of communicating is like, okay, here's everything that went wrong today and here's still what's going on from or here, here's still what's going wrong or needs to be fixed mm -hmm. previous you know current things here are my thoughts of what we could do right how we can make it right how can we correct it how we can make it better at least get on the right path to be better because again 20 million scenarios have already gone through my head and I really should be writing those scenarios down which I totally <laughs> have a bad habit of not writing those scenarios down because your head is going 20 times fast. Um, but I communicate it to him and 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 it was it's thanks to him that I'm able to communicate it very effectively to the next executive, executive number two, who yeah. I, who who who's a very effective communicator as well. He I was it's thanks to executive one that I'm able to com now communicate with executive properly. And, yeah. and and be able to just take a minute, breathe, start writing things down, start, you know, I, uh, you know, you, you know your weakness, you know what you're terrible at. Now, how can we correct it? And there was, I just needed to breathe, you know, with that anxiety, with that intuition, with your brain going 20 times fast, you just needed somebody to tell you to breathe. <laughs> totally, I need that all the time. I definitely <laughs> stop breathing when I'm stressed. Oh my gosh, me too. <laughs> I do that all the time. I, yeah, and your brain is like, hello, breathe. breathe. I know, I am. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> Not really. Oh my gosh. It's been so lovely to talk to you. I would love to ask you one last question about if anybody else is having a hard time this year, after the year that you've had and the things that you've experienced, is there something that you can share with them? Because hearing it from someone that really has experienced what they've been going through is so valuable. Absolutely. And I know that people are listening who are, who are finding things difficult. I would love to know if you have any words of wisdom for them. Absolutely. I just want to let everybody know what I did right was is I surrounded myself with those who supported you, who love you unconditionally, who want the best for you. And I think that's what anybody who is going through those hard times, disconnect from the people who who are not are not supporting you the, the way you should be supported um, and 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 believe in believe in those people who are trying to help you take their hand don't be don't be shy to or don't be ashamed because they're offering you help or you're accepting help believe in their words of of of, of you know positivity and 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 love you know and just 
just believe, once you start believing in them and everything they're trying to do for you, you're going to start believing in yourself and good karma or good, good energy will start, whatever you want to believe in, you will start seeing it. You will start feeling it. All the good things that are, are there, that have been there, will be coming to you. And, and lastly, it's okay to cry. You know, it's okay to cry. And if you're laughing and smiling at the same time, like wondering why are you crying, <laughs> then you obviously shouldn't be crying. <laughs> but understand that it's okay to cry and to believe in those people who are trying to help you. Um, take, take that hug, take that hand, take that little hangout, one-on-one -on -one hangout with, with that friend who's always wanted to, to, to help you. But again, don't be ashamed of that help. Just, just, just believe in them and you'll start believing in yourself. That's so lovely. Thank you for sharing it. It's really thank you. Good. And thank you for sharing what has been a really incredible year for you with us. And I know that it's just so, it's so lovely to hear all the different expressions that you've had in terms of your work and your creativity, the new product, uh, projects and just the evolution of your year. I found it so interesting and your attitude yeah. about it and your ability to be open and honest with other people, I know will help them so much. So I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. It would be so great if you could help us share the word about the Assistance Together podcast. If you could take a screenshot of this episode and share it on social media please tag us so that we can say hi to you we'd love to connect with you have a great week take care